Hey, what's up, podcasters? Actually, you guys aren't podcasters. You are more camp believers and, and high performers. I don't know what I'm talking about. What's good, Stez? Uh, I'm so excited to have Derek on today. You know, Derek is someone who, you know, whether it's through social circles and whatnot, you know, I, I competed with him like all throughout of just growing up. And I always felt like uh, really aligned with him. You know, the things that he posted, the things that he talked about, there's just like, there's, a, there's definitely a connection and you know, and I'm sure you have this in your life. Like you have people where you're like, you know what? I don't get to talk to that person a whole lot, but I guarantee we would be good friends. And I feel like Derek is a prime example of that. So not only, you know, is, is he killing it right now? And he's also a, a local athlete, which I really, really love. You know, anyone who comes from Tucson and, and is doing big things and finding the, finding some sort of way to, to expand themselves in the, in the world. Like I just, I applaud it because I feel that I feel that inherently. I feel that in my bones. And when I see other people doing similar things, especially from the Tucson community, I'm just, I'm so excited to see it. So Derek is obviously a natural bodybuilder and someone who has been able to just clean house with any of these events and he's starting to see himself to not only from a personal evolution but also from a business evolution i felt like tapping into his daily routines and what kind of got him to where he is right now i thought would be so so beneficial and as i'm and as i re-listen to the pod there are some really really key things in here that as pod listeners and pod family members that i just want you to sit with you know, each and every one of these guest episodes are meant to help you to understand that while maybe people are coming from different backgrounds, it goes back to how they interact with their rituals, how they interact with their habits. And some beautiful things can happen when you're able to do that in a way where you're functioning as a healthier, happier, and, and higher self, if you will. All right. So I hope you enjoy the episode with Derek. Joe, I, I think there's so many things about this that was that was really great as I re-listened to it. So I know you're going to enjoy this. Derek, as you, as you listen to this, my man, thank you so much for taking the time for the pod, dude. Uh, you, you provided so much value for a lot of our pod listeners here. All right. Love y'all. Hope you enjoy the episode. Yo, what up? You've heard how every superhero has their origin story, right? Well, welcome to the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. I am your host, Desi Abeda. I'm a high performance mentor, registered dietitian, and family man. Tune in as we explore the high performance habits of high performers, their origin story, and how they went from disbelief to belief in their own hero's journey, where they got to a point and shouted, Can't believe I made it. Enjoy the episode. All right, people. Uh, I'm excited for a lot of reasons of having this guy on. You know, I always try to, Derek, I always try to like give some sort of intro, but there's an ongoing joke that I can never intro people in the same way that they can do that for themselves. But <laughs> dude, I appreciate you jumping on the pod, Derek. Thank you so much for taking this time, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I, you know, you and I haven't had a shit ton of conversations, like kind of like we were discussing off air. But I, I remember, you know, competing against you. And I was like, I don't I, I don't like that this guy goes to Saguaro, but I like him. I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> those rivalries. Man. <laughs> yeah, it's like these like weird rivalries, but it kind of keeps you going. Um, but, dude, for a lot of reasons, I'm excited to have you on. So, uh, Derek, if you could, man, introduce yourself and then we'll dive into uh, what makes you special and what's exciting for you right now, man. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, like you said, my name is Derek Joe. Uh, grew up here locally in Tucson, still here right now. Um, I'm a personal <laughs> trainer. Um, I do personal training mostly online right now. I do have a full-time job working in medical device sales right now that I've been doing for the last almost three years. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm also a natural pro bodybuilder. Just won the natural, natural Olympia uh, for the classic physique division uh, back go. in November a couple months ago. So kind of coming off of that high yeah. and, uh, you know, in the off season now, you know, with my training and my diet. So, yeah, yeah, dude. I let's let's start there because like my next question, Derek, was going to be like, hey, what it, what excites you about life right now? So uh, let's just tap in there, man, because you and I had and I was kind of looking through when I reached out for you to jump on the pod. I was looking through our conversation and I don't know around that time. I think that you were trying to do some training and you were trying to uh, I think you were working with kids, if, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. But uh um, when you started doing this, man, like this was all like, oh, I wonder how long this has been in the mix for you. So let's start there, dude. Like what's what's exciting about what you're doing right now? Uh, well, the right now is just the opportunities. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm finally tapping into more of what I'm passionate about, you know, because yeah. I've always been an athlete, like you said, kind of growing up yeah. and competing in high school. But, yeah, um, you know, finally tapping into that and actually pursuing it to the level that I want to pursue it is starting to just fuel that passion for me more. Yeah. And it's really, you know, what opportunities are going to happen because sometimes you don't know. It's like, I'm going to do something I love, but how yeah. can I actually turn it into something that's more than just like a hobby outside of my job? Yeah. You know, you, you do want to make it to where you can have a career and continue to do that, build on it and, and help more people kind of in that same field, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, as a, as a sports dietitian and as a performance dietitian, it takes, it takes a different type of person to do what you do. Uh, because it's, it's not for the faint of heart, uh, because there is so much dedication to what you do. I mean, throughout this process, Derek, let's start with one, uh, what's the, what's the recent award that you just got? Uh, you, you mentioned that, you know, natural bodybuilding. And then two, kind of tapping in that mindset. So let's celebrate you, man. Like, what did you recently do? Because our because our podcast fam and, and people don't know, right? Yeah, and a and I feel like natural bodybuilding isn't necessarily as mainstream as the bodybuilding we're used to, like with the Arnold Schwarzeneggers and all those guys. Why um, not? Why, why not? I don't know. You know, I, I guess I couldn't really say. Um, you know, once you see those guys, you know, most of the natural bodybuilders aren't necessarily as big, but I've seen some, some natural guys that, you know, people think I have good genetics in that regard. And I'm like, dude, you haven't even seen some of these other guys that have been like competing their whole lives. Some guys yeah. grew up with that where their parents were bodybuilders. So some of these kids, I've met some 20 year olds where I'm like, dude, like you've been competing since you were 14 and like counting macros and all this stuff. Like, yeah, you know, they keep that going and they're going to be incredible themselves. But, um, yeah, the last award I won was was the Natural Olympia. Yeah, um, you know I'm sure most people are familiar with the Mr. Olympia, which is like the biggest show of the year that's usually in Vegas. Um, you know, if you do follow the sport, you know you'll hear names like Chris Bumstead, you know Breon Ansley, Terrence Ruffin. Those are like the classic physique guys, and then you got yeah, you know like the Ronnie Coleman's and all you know some of those guys that have come up, and you know you kind of have the new generation of of bodybuilders now. Yeah. Um, 
to where that's what people know. But, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of natural organizations yeah. doing the same thing and promoting their athletes. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like the Super Bowl of natural bodybuilding, really. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes it doesn't seem like it's as big of a deal or celebrated as much just because it's, you know, almost more of just a community of the natural athletes that know about it if yeah. you're actively pursuing it. But but it's, it's growing and that's where it's like a perfect time right now. It's starting to grow. It's starting to get more media attention. Um, I competed in the Mr. America in October. That was that was aired on CBS Sports Network. So they're starting to do more things to, to get natural athletes that awareness that they deserve for all the work that they're putting in. Yeah, I love that. And I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to give you a, a softball question or even try to like get you to, to downplay your sport again from a performance perspective. When I look at the unnatural bodybuilding people, it's like y'all y'all are cheating <laughs> like, uh, like i don't I, there's no other way to, to go around this i mean how, how do you derek how do you wrap your like one why'd you go on the natural side and two like what are your thoughts on on your on your counterparts well uh you know i could see that side of it honestly i don't see it as cheating unless you're trying to compete against me in a natural show sure. where you are using something then i'm like all right well if you're going up against me in a natural show then you are cheating yeah but if you know i've competed in an mpc show which aren't tested but you'll get a mix of some guys that might be using something and guys that aren't yeah. using anything and when i go up against them i don't consider them cheating because it's kind of allowed in a sense yeah so yeah. Th that's just on me like i, I just yeah. got to bring my best and see who shows up but yeah you know but yeah it, it is just on a different level um, you know, they still have to train hard. They still have to put years of work into it. Um, you know, it's, it's just a different level of the recovery and, and amount of muscle and mass they're able to, to put on. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Um, yeah. as far as that decision for me, you know, growing up as a kid, you kind of watch those guys like, oh, you see Arnold Schwarzenegger on TV and he's got the huge biceps and, yeah. you know, all these muscles. And you kind of look up to that like, oh, OK, like I want to get jacked. So that kind of starts yeah. you into your journey and working out. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, um, I'm not getting anywhere near <laughs> the look that Arnold has. And I've been yeah. lifting for like 10 years. Yeah. So there's that part of you where you start to doubt or question like, all right, what's what is he doing? And then when you kind of learn different things, you find out athletes may or may not be using something as a performance enhancer. Um, and I didn't really see that as a blow. It was almost more of a real relief. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, so they were using something as an enhancement for them that I'm not using. So that makes sense why they have the look or the progress they have that I don't expect. Yeah. Um, and then it was just like, all right, well, what is my own natural potential? Because I have seen guys that are like freak athletes and they do have a certain look. So I know there's a possibility as long as I'm doing the right things. Yeah. So it's just a matter of starting to put all those pieces to that puzzle together and get my nutrition yeah. on point, make sure I'm training properly, um, you know, rest. You know, like you said, you mentioned sleep before when we were talking, yeah. you know, like yeah. 
seeing how important all those things really are, you know, to, to get the physique you want. Can I, Hey, I don't know how you feel about this, but like, as I expand on my knowledge base about sports and performance, about just performance in life, um, I, I didn't get that type of training in high school. Did you? Uh, I would say no. Like all I remember is doing bigger, faster, stronger as a freshman. And that's yeah. kind of what started my lifting. Yeah. But like with football, my freshman year of high school was the first year I ever played football in my life. So yeah, I was more of a track athlete. Like I'd been yeah. running track probably since I was five years old. So I even had that perspective from football, like, well, I'm faster than everybody. So if they can't catch me, why is it matter how big yeah. I am? Like I'm yeah. good. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't until I got a little bit older along high school where that weight training was a big deal. And I was kind of younger too. Like, you know, I got recruited to play football at the junior college level and, nice. you know, I'm still 17 years old going into training camp. So I'm still like a, a kind of a year behind everybody in that development too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was just always, I was always a smaller guy. Um, even when I got recruited by some other schools, the first thing the coach said was, you look bigger on film. So, like, <laughs> it was always like, oh, you uh, don't really, you. you're not as big as I thought you were. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, don't it's know like, what to do I about that. A, yeah, I think that's a compliment, but uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we weren't, like, tracking macros and all on top of our diet. It was just like, hey, don't drink soda because you're going to cramp up and, yeah. you know. Yeah have some pasta the day before your game or something like yeah. that. It's just like basic stuff. Yeah. It's a, I always kind of look back and I'm like, I feel like a lot of our coaches probably did the best that they could uh, with, <laughs> with what they had. Um, but I just look back on it and I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I could have been such a better athlete if I knew what I knew now. But right. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, so, Derek, I would love to tap into you. You had a post the other day, and it honestly prompted me to be like, all right, I got to have Derek on because this sort of explains the mindset and the mentality of just someone who is going to keep going and someone who's not going to quit. You talked about uh, what happened in your last competition. I don't know if it was the last one or maybe the year before uh, where I, I guess in your eyes it wasn't as much of a success. Um hmm. Can we dive into like your mentality of of where you've been when you first started compared to where you are now? Because to my knowledge, it's been a small amount of time. Am I correct? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, okay. my very first bodybuilding show was back in 2013, okay. which is a long time ago. Yeah. But that was just like my intro to bodybuilding. You know, it was... Uh -huh. You know, a, a friend of mine that was competing more frequently just said, hey, dude, like you should do a show like you would probably kill it. Like yeah. you're already in football shape. You know, all you got to do is really get your diet down a little bit better. Yeah. And then you could probably do a show. So I was kind of like, oh, OK, well, you know, sounds fun. Like might be something different. Yeah. A little outside my comfort zone. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was cool to train for and it, it, I didn't really have coaching on the diet when I did that. It was like I just did the most basic stuff. I wasn't counting macros. I was literally just eating clean foods. And I think I lost maybe 10 or 15 pounds doing that. Yeah. But I still was on stage at like 180 pounds, mm -hmm. which really isn't that depleted. Like I didn't have hunger pains. I never felt hungry. I just felt yeah. normal. 
And um, I got sixth place in that show, but I competed as a bodybuilder because the classic physique division didn't exist yet. And then um, at that point, I did get some good feedback from people in the stands, but it was like, all right, well, I kind of like this and I do want to push myself and see where my body can really get to. Yeah. What do I need to do to like start putting those pieces together? So I just was asking myself those questions like, okay, what should I get a coach? How much would a coach cost? Um, How much would my food cost? Because if I'm really going to eat X amount of meals each day, like how much would my groceries probably be? So I really started asking me myself those questions. Yeah. And started to try to plan my life around that. Like, oh, how much am I going to need to make from my job to support something like this if this is what I'm doing? Maybe I should pay off some of my debt so I don't have as many bills. So it was a whole, like, not just fitness focus. It almost was that lifestyle change where I really started looking at everything I was doing because I knew I wanted to pursue something 100%. You know, I didn't want to just lose 10 pounds and jump on stage. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not really what it is. Um, and then kind of fast forwarding to 2018, my very next show was 2018. So that's a five year gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, I did get a coach, but only for my nutrition at that point. And, um, you know, I was 162 pounds on stage then. So that's yeah. almost a 20 pound difference, you know? So the, yeah. then I really saw like, wow, this is a whole nother level of conditioning that I need to get myself to, to be competitive. Yeah. Um, you know, I just did a local show because it was easier, you know, because those are extra costs when you have to travel and do those yeah. things because yeah. you're paying for everything yourself and unless you're getting sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then it was just a matter of finding an organization that I wanted to compete in. You know, I wanted to stay natural. So then I was looking for natural organizations where I found the IMBA, PMBA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're just one of the larger ones, you know, more worldwide, really, because they do have, you know, you spread through other countries where they yeah. have competitors in the natural Olympia. There's over 50, you know, there were over 15 countries represented at this last one. Um, you know, but there's still, you gotta, there's probably still lockdowns in certain countries and other things going on. Yeah. So, you know, I know in past years you'd have 20, 30 different countries there all at one time. So yeah. it, it's pretty big. Yeah. Man, I, I, Derek, I love what you had said earlier, because one of the things that I've really tried to hammer home is the value of creating identity based habits. And if you're looking to become a certain type of person to identify with who that person is and what that person does, mm-hmm. what you just described when you kind of between the 2013, 2018 uh, kind of, I guess, break that you had. Um, I love the fact that you mentioned that you started looking at, like, how can I build my life around this? How can I pay off my debts? You know, what do I need to do? What's food going to cost? What's coaching going to cost? I really love that. And I think from a listener perspective, I want you all to understand that when you are looking to chase a really big thing, trying to identify with who that person is, uh, is key. And I love Derek that you, you touched on that. I want to, I want to touch on a couple of things from a coaching perspective. Um, what value have you gotten from mentors in your life? you know, especially with this sport? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's huge for me. Um, Obviously, just being an athlete in high school and always kind of having a coach. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's you're cutting out that trial and error, so to speak. It's so so valuable. (laughs) 
but you also have to trust them too. You have to be willing to submit to them and listen to them. Um, you know, part of that process when I finally got back into competing in 2018 was I said, I'm going to hire somebody for my nutrition because I was a personal trainer. Like I've been certified for a while. So I'm like, I know how to lift and work my muscles. The diet is what I would need the most help with for the purpose of bodybuilding. Yeah. So I'm going to hire a coach. I'm going to let him know I'm natural and I'm going to do everything he tells me to do with no questions yeah. other than like, just for my own general knowledge, but I'm not sure. going to like fight him. Like, Hey, I'm not going to do that. Or, Hey, you're having me eat six meals. That's too many. I can't do it. Like I'm going to do whatever he says. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be the easiest client he's ever had. And that's yeah. what he ended up telling me. He's like, dude, I don't have to babysit you. Like you do what I tell you to do. You don't go back and clients. forth with me. Yeah. And it, it is that trust. It's like, Hey, I trust you. I'm ready for this. I made the decision to do this. Mm -hmm. You know, I can control what I put in my stomach, you know, or in my mouth. So I'm going to just focus on what I can control and yeah, do what's on that list. And that's where, again, even having a coach and my coach now um, that I reached out to, he's a four-time natural Olympia bodybuilding champion for the Open. He's still yeah. competing. You know, he's uh, just turned 50, I think, last year. So he's even competing at a high level, you know into his fifties right now. And, and he's been killing it. We've been competing in the same shows, even a couple times yeah. this year, just not against each other, which is good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, that level of experience, you know, it, it just cuts a lot of stuff out, especially when there's so many opinions out there. I do things this way. I do this exercise. I do that to do this. It's like, everybody's different. So yeah. you never really know. Yeah. But if you have somebody that says, hey, just do this, trust me, it'll work. Yeah. And you can just kind of cut out all the noise and just focus. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff we do is pretty simple with my meal plans and everything. Yeah. Um, it's just a matter of doing the work and, you know, staying as close to 100% as you can with everything. Yeah. Dude, I, I think there's so much, so much knowledge in that. And I would agree. I mean, the best clients are those who just take blind action um, based off of some of the mentorship that they're getting. And I think it's such a special thing when someone can do that because it means that you're committed and you also understand your shortcomings and you're willing to get some mentorship for that. So the fact that you did that, Derek, I think is, is phenomenal. I'm wondering, I mean, obviously you and I competed against each other in high school. Um, but for you, like what sort of things in your life have gotten you to where you are right now? Because I tend to find having, whether it's elite level athletes on this pod, working with them or just being friends with them, y'all are a different breed. Um, and I, I'm always interested, like something happened in that motherfucker's life that I really <laughs> want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, what, what, I don't know, Derek, like how, how would you, how would you help us wrap our heads around that? Like, what are some of the most influential things in your life where you're like, you know what, these things definitely shape me. Um, Man, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah. It does try, you know, it makes me just try to think back to a lot of different stuff. Cause I mean, you're right. Like I have been through a lot personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say growing up as a kid and having that athletic background, it was almost an expectation, but it was also something that came natural to me. You know, yeah. my dad was an athlete, and a lot of my cousins were athletes and competed at like college and even pro levels in some sports. So I grew up around that, 
but it was also fun for me, you know, and it gave me a reason to excel in other areas of my life that I maybe wasn't as good at like school, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you gotta keep, you gotta keep, you gotta keep your grades up, you know? So it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, you have to perform in order to keep up with that type of stuff. Um, But um, yeah, I think I never really thought I would be competing at a high level in sports um, or even being a trainer because you, you, kind of grow up with some limited beliefs as well from other people like, you know, Oh, personal training is not a career. It's like, well, bullshit. <laughs> I, I don't want to be a car. salesman. I'm like, I'm an athlete. How do I help other athletes? Like, that's all I want yeah. to do. I just needed somebody to direct me. Yeah. So it's just knowing that that was always a passion of mine. Yeah. Um, and I did get into the, all the corporate America. I was a loan officer, you know, I'm in medical sales now. I, I used to be in banking, so I've done a lot of different jobs where it was kind of a means to an end, but I was never really happy. Yeah. You know, and, and the sports and everything was was a way for me to connect with that. Yeah. So um yeah, man. And I guess uh, you know, gosh, thinking after 2018, like that was just a tough period of my life too. I was laid off twice within a 12-month period. Shit. Um you know, I almost foreclosed on my house twice because I wasn't really working a job. I was kind of scraping, you know, yeah. I trained, trained friends and family members for a little bit of money. And, you know, I was working in a warehouse job, you know, unloading trucks, like just to make a couple hundred bucks. So I had a lot of help from family at that time financially, just to make sure I could keep my house. Um, and then I got the job that I'm in now after a while. But yeah. My dad kind of reminded me like, hey, you went like a seven month period where you didn't have a job yeah. and you still kind of like scraped through and made things happen. So um, like going through that, it was just another confirmation of like just doing those things you're passionate about. You go through all that stuff and it's got to be for a reason. And, you know, and you just want to take advantage of those things. Yeah. Man, I, you know, kind of going back like to the mindset of, of an athlete, I, I oftentimes, uh, there's some comparisons, like there's a lot of talk about like starving artists, right. And, and really, really getting them to a point where they love their craft so much that it's not even going to be, of course the money's going to be great, but it's not even just for the money. It's because there's an inherent passion and a love of what they're doing. I wonder for you, Derek, kind of looking back at 2018, I mean, what obviously you said family helped you out and things like that. And you said it was confirmation that this is the right thing that you should be doing now. I mean, what sort of things kept you going during that time? Because that that's not easy, man. Having been laid off, like it's it's one of the scariest things in the world because it's like I didn't plan for this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it has to be my faith, man. You know, like. I'm a man of God. I'm not perfect, but I try to stay grounded in a lot of things, you know, whether you're religious or not. I think every successful person at least has faith in something, something. Yeah. Um, You kind of have to, it's, it's your foundation. You know, where do you pull from when you are weak? It's gotta be something outside of yourself. Um, And I almost didn't have a choice, you know, like things were not good for me. You know, I, didn't have money for stuff. I was kind of shuffling and juggling what bill I would pay that month and yeah. was behind on a lot of stuff. So I, 
got to the point where I knew I couldn't control it. It's yeah. like I was doing everything that I physically could do. I wasn't sitting at home on my butt feeling sorry for myself. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm doing everything I should be doing, I know just through faith and trusting God to like take hold of everything. As long as I'm surrendering to him and yeah. letting him handle it, I just felt like things would be okay. Yeah. Um, and I did have a period where I, I did a, a 21 day liquid fast where I didn't eat solid food for three straight weeks. Uh-huh. And I turned that into something that was for that kind of spiritual purpose where it was like, Hey, I'm not going to re- rely on myself for anything for these next three weeks. Like I'm not going to stress out about food because I'm not eating food. Yeah. I, I just, I just turned those problems into like a solution and made it my decision, you know, where it's, yeah. you know, you hear people say you choose your heart. It's like, okay, well, if I'm choosing to not eat, then it's my yeah. choice and not like a burden the world is putting on me to where I feel bad about it. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of took that on and it was tough because you end up just waiting almost sometimes. It feels like time just drags on yeah. and you're wondering when you're going to get out of it. But, but yeah, you know, it, it eventually turned around for, for the better. Yeah. Man, spirituality is key, you know, whether or not uh, you, uh, you know, assimilate to any sort of uh, modality, if you will. I think what I'm finding in my life and in other people's lives, you know, being centered around something that is a huge value system and something that might be beyond yourself, I think is such a special thing to have. And I, and I love, Derek, that you tapped into that during that time. Um, I, wa- I want to talk about the 21 day fast right now. <laughs> what, what sort yeah. of what sort of nuggets did you get from that? Because I've I've heard from like different people uh, how great it is when you don't when you're not like fulfilling your needs per se, but you're still hydrating. Uh, like what sort of like mental things come up? Like what what did you find in that? Uh, well, I mean, mine might have been different. It almost felt forced a little bit. Okay. You know, some people. And I don't know what everybody's, you know, how they do it, but it, it really is more of a decision people just make almost like, oh, it's Lent. We're going to go 40 days without watching TV. It's yeah. just that time of year, whatever you're yeah. doing. But I felt more forced into it to where I was like, no, like I'm already not eating that much. Like I'm eating one meal a day or I, you know, I had friends buy me food, bro. Like, hey, Derek, yeah. I was at Costco and. I know you're tight on stuff. I bought you a, a 20 pound bag of chicken. And like, that's the only, that. that's the only food I had for the week. Yeah. So that was kind of the situation I was in. Cause I was taking all my money to try to pay the mortgage or to pay something else. Yeah. And I just was stressing out about it. And I noticed how the stress was making me feel even worse than the situation itself. Yeah. You know, that anxiety of like, you know, what, what's tomorrow going to be like, um, was, was messing with me more than anything. Um, so I, I, you know, I took it upon myself to kind of look up the benefits of fasting from a health standpoint, but also a spiritual standpoint Mm -hmm. and understand the reason why people fast spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of just doing it as almost like a fad kind of thing, like I really wanted to know, like, well, it's not for my health that I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's because I need some other kind of strength, and it was it was more about letting things go and not trying to control everything, especially the stuff I can't control. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I love that too, because it kind of taps into just taking radical responsibility with where you're at and, and, and how you interact with the world, because inevitably like life is going to throw you shit. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's just, it's how it works. Right. So I, I love the fact, Derek, that you kind of going back to that. You know, I wonder kind of fast forwarding to now, uh, being a, a natural bodybuilder, um, I don't know how much you're getting paid per event or if, even if you do get paid. So my first thought is like the types of athletes there also have to be like entrepreneurs. They have to like try to like create some sort of momentum to help them to keep going. Um, I mean, what excites you about where you're at just from a opportunity perspective? Uh, just seeing things come to fruition. Yeah. You know, it, it's those things that, you think about or dream about and you wonder if it's going to happen, but you know, you're not quite there. Um, Cause like I said, I, you know, I, I stopped training clients. I wasn't really competing or doing anything. I was kind of wondering where my life was going to go with this passion of fitness that I have. And um, you know, it really hit me like the most a couple of years ago where I was like, I almost felt like God was telling me like, you're not supposed to do this. Like as far as the job I'm in at that moment, He's like, this job is just to get you through those tough times and get you caught back up. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a gift to say, hey, pay off all your debt, get squared away, because yeah. I have something coming for you now, which is the thing you've been wanting. And I want you to be ready for that. Yeah. But you have to take those steps, you know, yeah, and, and, and start pursuing those things little by little. And a lot of unexpected stuff happened. You know, when I competed as an amateur, at the Natural Olympia as an amateur. I wasn't a pro yet, but I won my pro card at that show. Mm -hmm. And I was given an opportunity to be featured in Iron Man magazine or do a photo shoot with them then and there at the show, which was a that huge was surprise. So it was yeah. one of those things where it's like, I almost didn't compete in that show. It was just kind of like an up in the air, like, oh, I'm not sure because things cost money. Or, you know, I got to travel. Yeah. Uh, you know, I almost didn't do it. But it's like, I'm glad I did, because if I didn't do it, I wouldn't have had that opportunity. I wouldn't have gotten my pro card and then everything else wouldn't have been happening. So it just became one of those things where it's like, OK, I'm starting to get some confidence now and at least trust my decisions to go outside my comfort zone more often, compete in more of the shows that might be harder for me to get to. Yeah. Um, hiring a coach, you know, doing all those things. Um, and it's just opened up more and more doors. So now it's like whenever I have some sort of intuitive thing, you know, I just hired a posing coach to help me with my posing, yeah. you know, and I'm reaching out to people on social media that I don't know. And those are things I wouldn't normally do. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, hey, I'm just trying to find people that I feel like align with where I'm going. And if my intuition feels good about it, then I'm just going to go for it and see what comes from it. And, you know, not really expect anything, but just kind of enjoying that process. Yeah. It's, it's crazy too. I think whether it's like I'm helping people through things that are health or business or just life. One of like the big things that I push people, Derek is like, Hey, I need you to do something every day. That's uncomfortable for you. And you just mentioned that, you know, I, I think that there's a correlation between, especially with what you're talking about here of doing things that are uncomfortable and then seeing the confidence come from, from doing that. And I think that that's, that's really special, man. I wonder for you, like, can you run us through what a normal day looks like when when you're in like season? 
because I don't think people understand <laughs> how <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not gonna say crazy how <laughs> unique your guys' lives are. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, yeah, I try to tell people because <laughs> I'll see guys at the gym when I'm like, you know, three weeks out from a show and they're like, bro, you look so shredded. I'm like, hey, man, only for, know, man. <laughs> I'm like, only for a little bit. Like, it, you know, I'm not trying to stay like this for too long. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, as you get closer to that actual show date, you're just way more depleted. So, uh, yeah. you know, I guess like a quick rundown of my day and it's even pretty similar in the off season as far as what I'm doing like right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I wake up in the morning, I usually cook my breakfast every morning. So it's like oatmeal. Um, I'm doing a more plant-based diet and have been like all through last year and this year. Yeah. Um, about 80% plant-based. I usually only do like salmon for dinner, yeah. but I wake up make my breakfast. Um, I started adopting some little morning routines before I eat and try to incorporate different things that I do like first thing in the morning. Um, but I'll make my breakfast. That's my first meal. I already have all my food prepped for the week. So I usually just prep the two lunches. Um, I'll eat one meal at 12, another meal at three. And then I have kind of like a pre-gym meal or snack around 5, 5.30. Then I'll go hey, work out. But big, I'm working big, too. Big. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm working too. So I, I usually bring my food with me. I have a, a bag that I use and just put, you know, some ice in it. If I have a chance to stop by my office or stop by my house to heat it up, then I will. But sometimes I'm eating the food cold too, depending on where yeah. I am. But yeah. you, I mean... At that point, you're you're eating more for function than you are for for taste or for enjoyment. <laughs> you know that comfort yeah. or enjoyment because you just got to get the meals in because you, you get behind and you're kind of messing yourself up. So yeah, so yeah, and then I go through my workout, um, and then go home, and then I cook my dinner, and I kind of do the same routine basically every day. Yeah, um, as I'm getting closer to a show, obviously I'm cutting my calories, cutting my carbs down. So then energy gets really low. Yeah. Um, so you're doing the exact same thing on low to no energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're doing that over a period of time. And it's like you're hungry, your energy's low. You could be a little cranky and irritable, but you still got to like tough through it and not let people yeah. see that. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of the, the routine, the quick rundown of the routine in a sense. Yeah. Let's because when you're in that space, Derek, like, you know, let's say before you jump on stage, um, any of the guests that I've had, we've we've tapped into uh, feelings of imposter syndrome or feelings of self-doubt or, or just normal feelings that come up that a lot of us really don't want to feel. Um, what what feelings are you aware of, you know, in the prep work of getting on stage? Hmm. Honestly, I've, I've been feeling really good. Um, okay. when, you, when you talk about the imposter syndrome stuff, um, you know, that does come up for certain specific things through the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I've learned about that confidence that people have is a lot of it just comes from getting those little wins in the first place. And when you know you're doing the right things every day and you haven't missed anything, it's kind of hard to break somebody. Yeah. And yeah. and that's the attitude I got with, you know, my routine and the schedule I was on with my coach. And 
you know, the, you know, my coach and I are very similar, very, you know, we have really good synergy. Like we, we mesh really well. Our, our genetics are fairly similar. So going through that prep with him, we were going through a lot of the same things and it's more physical feelings like, oh man, like I feel like crap today. <laughs> and he might be like, oh, well, me too. Like it's yeah. understanding that some of those negative feelings are normal. Mm-hmm. And it is part of that process. You know, I'd have days yeah. where it's like, coach, like I've been eating the same thing for three weeks. I'm over this, man. <laughs> the whole time. But like today, for some reason, I feel bloated and I don't know why. Uh-huh. And sometimes when you're getting closer to a show, you're thinking you should be looking amazing. And it's like, yeah. for some reason today, I look worse than I did yesterday. So yeah. those that type of anxiety can kind of sit in like, oh, crap, like. Did I do something wrong? Did I mess up my diet somehow? Like, yeah. And some that's where, again, having a coach is like, no, you're good. Just drink more water. Like you yeah. just flush your system. Like you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as those feelings for me, again, I think just going back to my past, I've already been through a certain amount to where now getting to that point, other than maybe being a little nervous because you're about to get on stage, you're about to perform, you're about to showcase. Yeah. I've just learned to set all the other negative stuff aside. You know, I don't really look at a lot of people and see what they're doing because I know how it can affect you. Yeah. You know, I've tried to adopt different different views of, of things that might be a little backwards or opposite of what people might think. Yeah. Um, you know, because I went up against the three-time Natural Olympia champion, uh, Brandon Lirio, and he's got an amazing physique, yeah. you know, and I competed against him and, um, you know, I could get caught up in what he's doing or what's going on with that. But at the end of the day, I just have to focus on what I'm doing. And uh, it was kind of interesting because that's some one thing I do think about is he was going for his number four in a row. Oh, you know, like, yeah, being at this competition and. And I'm kind of like, man, crap, like. I don't know, you know, because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I remember watching him the year before and I'm like thinking the same thing. I'm like, crap, man, I just want to break the top five. Like, I don't even, some of these guys just look amazing. I don't know if I'm on that level. Yeah. But throughout the other two shows I'd done previously, you know, last year, my coach instilled a lot of belief in me. So I at least had that confidence from him. And I did do pretty well in those other shows. And in my mind, I was even thinking like, that's really cool for Brandon that he has an opportunity to win his fourth in a row. Yeah. And that was my perspective because I would want that same opportunity. So I was almost trying to be happy for him having that opportunity to win number four. Yeah. Because I didn't want to have that extra stress either of like, Oh man, what's going on. But I tried to kind of have a different level of gratitude for somebody else yeah, kind of put myself in those shoes. Like, dang, how cool would it be if one day I could go for four in a row? Yeah, you know. So I tr- almost would take myself out of my own situation and be like, how cool is it for this guy that he can win four in a row? How dope is it that he's already won three? Like, because I want that for myself, and knowing that other yeah. people have done it and have put those opportunities ahead of us, like, you almost get excited for just what you're potentially capable of doing you know, in the future. So it just kind of helped my mindset shift a little bit. So I wouldn't be stressing out too much about the outcome. You know, it's a whole different. (laughs) 
I think it's such a gem though, Derek, because like what you're describing there, you said like there's a level of gratitude. I don't think I've ever heard someone say this, but it makes complete sense to me is like true empathy is being able to, to truly hold space for the, you know, be in the other person's shoes and then be like, Hey, this, this would be enjoyable if, if you did get your fourth. Um, right. And I'm sure that calmed the hell out of your nervous system. So you were able to, to show up and be your confident self. Right. So I, yeah. God, I don't think I've ever heard it like that, man. I love that. Yeah. It's a little weird when I say it out loud, but those were just some of the sense, thoughts. Though. Those were some of the thoughts that, that I did have, you know? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I read a lot or try to read, you know, different things and try to strengthen my mindset a little bit and see how I can, you know, be better and how to look at gratitude and certain things a certain way. And I feel like when you're blocking things for other people, you're kind of blocking them for yourself as well. Yes. You know, because yes. there's, pl there's plenty of stuff to go around in this world. There's plenty there of abundance out there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of when your time is going to come up. Yeah. That's, that's special, man. Cause I, I think at, uh, when you look at abundance, even just from a business perspective, one of my mentors had said that, like, listen, uh, you guys aren't in competition with one another. You're in competition with yourself. There's enough clients to go around. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I love that, man. I think it's super special that you can come from that place. Um, all right. I always like these Derek to have, uh, any of these conversations to be super organic, but towards the end, I always like to ask three questions of any of the guests that I have. So let's go ahead and dive into those, man. I appreciate you taking the time with us, dude. Uh, I'm so glad that you and I had this chance to chop it up. But all right, first question. Uh, obviously, this is the Can't Believe I Made It podcast. So my question for you, Derek, uh, do you believe that you have made it? And if not, what does making it look like for you in your season of life right now? Hmm. Jeez, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, made it. Uh, no, I don't believe I've made it. Um, and and to me, this might sound funny too, but I don't know if I will, quote unquote, make be you know be at that point where I feel like I've made it. Um, Resonate, yeah. And I and I almost don't even want that. I don't really want that feeling because once I've made it, then I'm done. So to yeah. me, that should ideally be the, the, the last breath I take is when I've made it. Yeah. Um, cause I just want to keep evolving, keep challenging myself. There's a lot of areas in my life outside of just training and being a bodybuilder that I want to get better. I do want to get better as a business owner and financially and be able to do other things that I may not be as good at or things that may not come as natural to me where I might struggle more. Um, yeah. So there's always going to be an area where you can always get better. Yeah, I did. I resonate. I 100% resonate with that. I love that. Um, all right. Other question. So obviously this podcast is not only about tapping into the habits of high performing people, but also into people's heroes journey. So for you, Derek, who is your hero comparison and why this could be, like most people might go on the Marvel side. Others have talked about heroes in their life. Who's your hero comparison? Oh, man. Yeah, I love all the Marvel movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I grew interested up as, to see what you say right now. <laughs> man, I, it's like I grew up as a kid with all the, you know, watching like, you know, X-Men and all those yeah. Marvel movies, all the superhero Yo, how, stuff. Hey, how hyped do you get when you hear the uh, X-Men uh, music come on? 
like the cartoon. Oh yeah, bro. It's like, like if that uh, dude, I could wake up to that. Like, all right, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> it's just, it's just all that stuff. And, and that's part of the fitness aspect. You get, you got all these ripped characters and Ninja Turtles and everybody's yeah. all jacked in there. And you're like, all right, like, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. Um, I mean, on that side, there's so many to pick from if you're going that route, but you know, as cliche as it sounds, I would have to say my dad, Yeah. you know, That's because great, it's, especially now knowing more about him and having those kind of grown man conversations, Yeah. you know, I kind of know more of what he's been through in his life and to look back and see how things were when I was a kid and how he was like knowing that he had other stuff going on too, it, it gave me a different outlook on him as an adult, even though he was already kind of a hero. It's like, I have a different yeah. level of respect for things that he's gone through himself. Um, and I've always seen him work hard. I've always seen him try to get better even when he got, you know, knocked down from things. So, and he was always there, you know, he was at every sports game, you know, almost to the point where I was like, dad, you don't have to come today. Like, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> but um, I don't need you yelling in the stands anymore. Yeah. Like, I can hear you. You know that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I, lo- I love that, man. Yeah, man. Definitely my dad. I love that. I love that. Well, make sure you send this pot over to him. That's always special. I think being a dad myself, I, we need that shit, man. Sometimes we're a lot harder on uh, on ourselves than we need to be. So um, I think that's beautiful, dude. All right. Last question for you. Uh, I am having a lot of fun as an ongoing follower and supporter of you of just seeing your process. Uh, I want others to have the, the same opportunity. So, uh, Derek, where can people find you? Uh, what sort of business endeavors are you involved in right now that we can support you with as a pod family? anything like that that you can share? Yeah, for sure. Um, so Instagram is what I'm more active on. Um, so that handle is djo.hype, H-Y-P-E. Um, Facebook is just my name, Derek Lamar Joe. That's my full name. Uh, you can always message me or follow me on either of those. Um, as far as business stuff, um, I'm doing online personal training right now. Um, you know, I'm looking to, to leave my full-time career pretty soon and you Let's know, <laughs> move, I'm going to be moving out of state, kind of changing my environment and, um, you know, Wait, just pursuing real? that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Shit. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> you're, leaving, you're leaving me, bro. Where are you going? Uh, going to Vegas. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, more of a bodybuilding community and culture out there. Um, uh-huh. It's closer proximity to, to certain opportunities that'll be happening. You know, I signed a multimedia contract not too long ago with generation iron and uh, iron man magazine yeah and uh imba pmba so it's there's more that's going to be coming this next year and being closer or in a different area just makes things a little easier for me as well um and i just want to fully submerse myself into that industry and uh you know just change that whole perspective but you know i'll be working with athletes you know there's still a lot of information that i need to learn want to learn yeah. As far as helping my clients out and develop my own habits as a coach in that sense, because there's a lot of things that I've learned, but sometimes it's hard to articulate it to your clients or to people you're training to get them on that same mindset so that they can hit their goals as well. Yeah. Um, so there's still things I'm learning that way um, as a coach and getting better with stuff. But yeah, you know, if you think you want to compete and do a show one day, 
you know, get in touch with me. Or if you just yeah. have, you know, certain fitness goals, that's more, more or less what I'm going to be focusing on yeah. getting that going. I love it, man. Well, uh, Derek, I'm going to go ahead and sign off with our, with our pod family real quick, but, uh, stick around cause I want to connect with you a little bit afterward. Um, but all right, pod high performers, camp believers, everyone that's listening to this podcast right now. I felt like Derek tapped on a, a lot of really key things here. One, controlling the controllables. Uh, I think we, a lot of times we get caught up in the things that we can't control, and a lot of our mental and emotional energy goes towards that. But honing back to the ha habits, honing back to your rituals, I think is a really key thing. Uh, spirituality, whatever that means for you all, you know, being able to look at something, you know, beyond yourself, I think is such uh, a vulnerable task, but also something that is absolutely necessary. And I think the third one is also recognizing that even during your times where you may not know, uh, you know, in Derek's case, right, you didn't know where your next meal was coming from type of thing. Uh, you might not know what the next steps are, but if you're able to get to a point where you can be present in some of the discomfort and allow yourself to just go be uncomfortable, uh, big things are going to happen. So, uh, Derek, man, thank you so much for taking the time for us, brother. Um, we'll have to do this again, at, you know, once you're crushing it in Vegas, dude. Yeah, man, absolutely. I love it. Cool. All right, I'll see you all in the next episode. What's up, high performers, high performance mentor and dietitian Desi here. Before I let you go, I just want to speak to your heart real quick. If there's something inside of one of these stories or inside of one of these episodes that is really resonating with you, it's because I'm speaking to the high performer in you. So there's two things that I want you to do before you get done here. One, if you're looking to surround yourself with other high performers and you're looking to get more of a cue with how to become the high performer that you need to become, I want you to join our Facebook. It's called the High Performers Club. I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes of each and every episode all you got to do is click on the link answer a couple questions and you're in and you get full access to a wide variety of free videos free content for you free ways for you to, to step up and become the high performer that you need to become on the other end we also know that information is readily available it's the application that people need to invest in in order to get to that point where they have sustainable change towards their habits and towards their high performing selves. And so if you're looking in ways to work with me, please click on the link, fill out a couple questions and see what kind of spots are available in the moment. I would love to work with you if you are someone who is looking to become the high performer that you need to become because it's what I do. Love y'all. Thanks for listening.